Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie. Eric Siska, what is that movie? Oh, my God. (laughs) It is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen (laughs) finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're going to be talking all about it on December 7th, which is a day that will live in infamy at the White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City. And this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal gang, only wherever <laughs> Steve's legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train if you're like you're in the, in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? path train's a, a stone's throw away. A stone's throw, folks. Come on out the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the Hey, gang, if you're not hip to our Patreon yet, uh, that's where we, of course, have our side shows like Animation Damnation and uh, The Nexus, which is our Star Trek podcast. By the way, there's over nine hours of Nexus that you would unlock if you joined right now. That's wild shit. Yeah, you get all of it. Which all is, of it. And I mean, like, it's a great show that also helps support the main show. Like, we're that's all right. the same people. I'm not like... You know, I don't have two. I, have, I do have two pockets, but they're the same same pants. They're yeah, it's not like know. you know, it's going to like Save by the Bell, the new class or something. <laughs> like Screech ain't on there. It's all the same guys. <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. What we also put on there nowadays these commentary tracks, our syncable commentary tracks, and we wanted to tell you we got a new one out. This is big. Pay attention. Big news, man. The second commentary of 2017. The Twilight Mentary. Oh, that's right. That is our live syncable commentary on the 20. 20- 08 film Twilight. And that's the ta- we also have the Taken Mentary of Taken 2. Taken 2 Mentary, that's right. That's on what there. What came uh, before? And we had Teenage a- Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014. 
Yes. Mentary. Yeah. Mentary. No guarantees that we'll release these to the public, but if you subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash we hate movies, those commentaries at that $8 level, you have access to all three immediately. And, you know, $8, it's like you're buying one of us a beer, you know? Mm -hmm. Just, you know, you got to give back a little bit. Exactly. Well, that's basically buying everyone in the show three beers a year, which is not that much. No. 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 Yeah. You know you're drinking way more than three beers a year Exactly. Anyway. And, you know, it helps us get out to see you guys, and we go out and we say hello. That's well, that's true. the thing, right? That's like this, like, it's like, this show's like a snake eating itself, right? It's like a Chris Cabin eating itself. Mm -hmm. Because what it is, is we He is use... a snake in the grass. Just oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's a question. real snake in the grass. Yeah, goddamn that guy. I hate his rotten snake oh, guts. Oh, God, a fucking bastard. Now, listen... <laughs> Oh, but yeah, we're talking about sparkling vampires and you know making fun of bad acting. A lot of mm. a lot of jokes about uh, uh, coming in your pants because that happens a lot in that movie. Oh, sure, yeah, he's <laughs> he's really ready to go all the time. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, so Patreon.com/slash We Hate Movies. Go check it out. There's multiple tiers that you can subscribe to. Uh, any and all participation, of course, is greatly appreciated. That's Patreon.com/slash We Hate Movies. Oh, the wretched undertaking that is our Transformers-a-thon continues with Transformers colon Dark of the Moon. I'm Andrew Jupin. I'm Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. And Sean Weiner. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this week on the program, this wretched undertaking, like I said at the top, that is indeed the Transformers-a-thon, rolls on with Transformers colon Dark of the Moon from 2011, directed, of course, by Michael Bay. Yeah, our summer blockbuster extravaganza has transformed into something, <laughs> into something you don't want to listen to. That's right. Uh, we welcome in studio our good buddy Sean Weiner hanging out. How are you, sir? Hey! Thanks for having me. Hey. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hey, yeah, thanks for, for horses. That's what they say. Sean, uh, people might not know, directed a the private cabin feature and two private cabin features. One not available yet, but one is available called We Are Strangers. We'll tweet out that Vimeo link. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you had fun on that movie, didn't yeah, you, Yeah, it was great. I worked with a couple of good the guys in this room. Any uh, <laughs> any fun stories from the set? Oh well, Steve was a real diva. Uh huh. I bet. What color M and M's? So here we are, the third Transformers film. Uh, who thought we'd ever get this far? I can't. Uh, by the way, so uh, for the people aside from Sean, who's watched all of the th first three movies, yeah, yeah, that's about seven hours and forty minutes. Sure, which is nuts. And I was on a website today called... Oh, oh please, God. I was on a website today. What a way to start a sentence. Okay. It's called... What kind of cams? How, how long does it take to read this? It's, it's basically a uh, how long it should take a person to read a book. You could oh, have is there an Andrew Jupin version? Because then you double it. Well, that's the thing. Is it, <laughs> it, it. There's, there's averages. You, okay. The yeah. average for Moby Dick is seven, hour, seven and a half hours. So if 
All three of us decided to say, hey, let's not be podcasters. Let's not watch yeah. a bunch of fucking robots fuck each other. We could have read all of Moby Dick, which I know none of us have. Yeah. Un- unabridged? The, uh, my favorite part is when a boat turns into a robot in that book. All right. <laughs> and it burns the bridge. <laughs> now it's unabridged. No, unabridged. Oh, way to go. So, <laughs> so this is kind of a departure-ish, right? I mean, like we're, we're turning into a skid here with Dark of the Moon because the first two are very similar. Yes, and this one we're going uh, we're gonna to rope in a bunch of uh, fake history. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you know what the Transformers franchise was calling for was uh, revisionist history. Well, they always have revisionist history because like, the Transformers were ancient aliens from the start. Right. Like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like pop culture history. Right. Like yeah. Kennedy, what? moon landing, pop, oh, Nixon. Right. What if the Confederacy won the war? <laughs> That's the world. <laughs> the Dude, Confederate states of Transformers. Yes. I have to, um, I'm so sorry that you guys are. We're in the middle three, of it. That you have watched. We're doing all three. five. You just have to do one. I'm so sorry. I, I was so angry watching this movie. And then there were two more hours left. <laughs> so my question is, what is your experience? What have you seen thus far or not? Uh, I'm not a good... I mean, I didn't do good for this podcast. I've seen the first one when it came out in theaters. Yeah, and so then that's I 10 said, years ago. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You made the right call. You made the right call. Because we were all curious, right? We were, sure. We were Transformer curious. In saw, saw it with my brother. He like remembered a lot of. He's like, "Oh, that's Bumblebee, and that's this shit." And yeah. I'm like, "Okay, your brother is the perfect age yeah. for like the fandom of this. Yeah, like two, we three just years we, older. we missed yeah. it mm-hmm. by just but just a smidge." Yeah. So I remember the toys, but I don't remember like what they were called. Yeah, right, yeah. that's. I mean, in, in this movie, the toys kind of talk to each other. Interestingly enough, I Remember the Toys is the title of Chris Cabin's autobiography coming out later this year from Random House. Oh, really? oh that's a, it's a racy book. It's sexy as fuck. Man, that's <laughs> chapter 28, dude. Strap in. Yeah. And, and strap on. So we're talking about, uh, we open with another Optimus Prime um, monologue about, it's like, hey, you thought you knew this. Sh- Remember the last time I told you what Transformers history on Earth was? I was lying because there's yep. always something you didn't know about. And in this case, it was the 60s, man. We actually go finally to Cybertron. <laughs> I, wait, sorry, Steve, to interrupt, but don't you mean it was the 60s, man? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Optimus was smoking Reaper with <laughs> me, like, man. We were at Woodstock. It starts with him saying, like, I don't, I don't remember that decade. <laughs> <laughs> Where is a fucking Jimi Hendrix solo in this movie, by the way? Can a robot have an acid flashback? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's a fucking motor oil flashback, actually. My circuits. <laughs> Whatever. These. I mean, is that a thing that happened in the second movie that they bleed? Is that new in this movie? Because I was like, like, they fucking bleed they, now? In the, well, in the first one, if you recall. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, because we've been watching them. Uh, w- one of them pisses on a... a Person, great. Yeah, I don't know if we've had blood though in the first two. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, but we, like, we know that they can leak things. They've yeah. got stuff in there. I was about to say, there's blood in this movie. Yeah, yeah it's just like, like they always have red. It's, it's supposed to look like motor oil, okay, but it's reddish but like, tint. And, yeah. It's all just nothing. Yes. It's just CGI nothing. Well, that's the thing. We finally here's the thing. We we we've watched three of these movies again. We've watched six some odd hours almost already, <laughs> and 
we finally go to Cybertron, which we've talked about, which is their home planet. And I'm right. like, cool. Now we're in space. We're going to see what the world looks like. Maybe we'll see like Optimus Prime mm-hmm. kissing his wife, going to work. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, a little Putting something. his baby in a little pod and sending it out to space <laughs> to land on Earth. But no, it's just a bunch of the same gray nothing. All of it is. You yeah. know what it looks like is the garbage landscape they did for like those later Matrix movies. Yes. Where like the world uh, was ended it's and burned controlled and by robots. Yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, you're spending like two hundred and sixty some odd million dollars. Let's make something that looks like a thing, everybody. How about that? Like a Transformers Park or a Transformers. Yeah, Transformers just tell park. the cast and crew to bring a little something to the set. Yeah. Just grab anything from your apartment, bring it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like or know what a thing, know what the world looks like, and make it look kind of like that. Well, they're metal. Wouldn't the whole world be metal? I mean, we live on Earth and we're human, and right. the Earth is made out of flesh. flesh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Welcome to Flesh World. You know, oh we, man. Like, Alter trees for <laughs> maple blood. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> By the way, do not Google flesh world. <laughs> Why, dude? That's the pre-sales for Chris Cavan's other biography. <laughs> <laughs> um, See what happens when you're not on the show, Cavan. Fucking suck it. The other thing is, I didn't know that Transformers got into spaceships. I thought that we were just like, you know, we're all the fucking, we're vehicles be, anyway. Be, be, yeah. Thank you, but like the spaceship should be people too, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, why can the, can the spaceship transform into a robot? That's yeah. a good question because then it's that weird, like cannibalistic. You're putting one thing up inside the other thing. It's like sure. a fucking transformer turducken. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> and also, yeah, we're seeing. I think is it. Um, What's the radio one in the last movie, Steve? Starscream? A Soundwave. Soundwave is just floating in space, hanging out. Like, they can go in space. Why do you need a fucking ship? I don't understand why, like, some of them can't fly, but then they can fly. Like, there are so many moments in this movie where I was (laughs) like, just fly there. Oh, you can't fly now? And they don't explain it. No, because the thing is that what they do is... Every single the the robots look at things and like oh I want to turn into that thing and then they turn into it right and it's usually cars but like yeah turn into a plane yeah but they do that one time in this movie <laughs> yeah. I counted there's only they're like we we gotta make sure that yep uh, I'm an ambulance and I was like <laughs> so this is still a thing in this film well there's the one little fella uh, in in the movie in in this one that like they make like the little vulture creature uh-huh. Uh-huh. in the show laser beak yeah well that dude also though I think in in the show and whatnot turned into a little cassette tape. Oh, okay. And they were like, well, that's stupid. Nobody in 2011 knows where the cassette tape is, so we'll just have them look like a bird. Cool. (laughs) Hey, cool. It looks like a bird. So um, it, we do get like a Star Wars shot of this big long spaceship. Like we, we do, it's, ex- it's yep. exactly a Star right. Wars shot. Sure. But we, we see like the, the exhaust things. If you got to rip off something. And we learn that uh, something called Sentinel Prime had like created some sort of Invention that was going to stop the war between the Autobots and the Decepticons. Is everybody asleep yet? And <laughs> it crash landed on our moon. And then we oh, cut no. to interior President Kennedy's office yeah. with with they open up the door. Jackie is standing next to him, and he he goes, "Get Bobby in here." I mean, it's so stupid. <laughs> Did they really do that? Yeah, he that? just goes, "Get Bobby in here," and she's just there as if like Jackie and JFK just sat there at the desk. There was take on the world. people don't know this. There was a second Decepticon on the grassy knoll. <laughs> How is that not related? Like he had to have been killed by a transformer of yeah. some kind. You know what? If you're gonna it kind of because they they're like uh, uh, the sixties, the moon landing, assassinations. <laughs> and you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, actually, but you know what? Show me that. Hold my fucking interest somehow. Have, like, lost footage of the Zapruder film, and it's like, oh, here's the lost 20 seconds, and it's an angle of, like, a robot with a laser blaster. Oh, remember when Sirhan Sirhan turned into a fucking coffee maker? That was something. <laughs> what? <laughs> What did he just say? <laughs> Sir, the guy killed, killed Bobby, Bobby Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was in a kitchen, so they never found it. <laughs> he <laughs> turned into a blender and fucking <laughs> sat there for a week. <laughs> the perfect escape. Oh, my God. But, like, this this whole... I couldn't believe it because you guys... We were sort of watching this simultaneously, like me and Steve. But Steve was, like, a little ahead of me. And Eric had watched it the night before, so it was like the text chain was going on. And it was like... Get ready for that JFK shit. And I hadn't seen this one. I saw the first two in the theater, so I knew what I was getting into. Mm. Had not seen this one. This, like, computer face to JFK is outrageous. Was that a computer face, or was that just a dull man? No, dude, it's a fucking dead face. It looks like a goddamn NPC in Goldeneye. It's fucking (laughs) President Dr. (laughs) Doke. It looks like garbage. (laughs) It's, it's garbage. It's, we're Forrest Gumping. You know what I mean? Which yeah. I, it's Whoa, some, it, yeah, Forrest Gumping. It's worse because we're like more uh, 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 confident about it. So we're like, oh, we can have a whole scene with President Kennedy as opposed to like one small line. He's like, let's go to the moon. Hey, my mouth can't move, oh, man, but does, let's go to the moon. Does he transform into a real person at all? <laughs> no. You know, I mean, you know how bad it is? It's like when fucking, uh, uh, what's her name on The Sopranos died, and they fucking CGI'd her face Nancy for Nancy Marchand, yeah. Oh, Ooh. who are you? What do you care? <laughs> President Kennedy. It's weird. I, and like, so did... Kennedy have like a dossier on these guys, on these robots? That's what they're telling us. It's like, hey, something crash landed on the moon. He's like, I oh, yeah, fucking knew it. Yeah. Also, he's calling for Robert McNamara. The architect of the Vietnam War walks into the Oval <laughs> Office in Transformers 3. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. I just feel like the, that's the thing. It's like if we knew about Autobots and Decepticons, World history is not what we think it is. Like there wouldn't be a <laughs> Vietnam War. It wouldn't be like, oh, we need to spread capitalism. But by the way, there are robots on the moon. Yeah, if aliens crash landed on the dark side of the moon, no one gives a fuck about the communist threat. Priority seems to be aliens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like of the, like it's like, oh, hold on, can I get the president? Yeah, UFO. We're going. Uh, ladies and you know, my fellow Americans, we've decided to go to the moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that's the idea. They, they they couch it in like, well, I guess or uh, we'll gotta have to make a space program now. <laughs> and and everybody's like, well, why the fuck would we want to go to the moon? Uh, trust me, it'll be great. And the, mo- <laughs> the stupidest part about this, so they go to the moon, and th- there's like, you know, it's Neil Armstrong, and he does the the one small step thing, and then they're like. All right, the cameras are off, but Neil, go check out those robots well, that turn into cars. This is what I'm talking about with the revisionist history, though, because that happened. There is, there was a Wait, Spanish transport Autobots. Yes, yes, the Autobots. <laughs> no, there's a time in the yes. the, the 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 lunar landing footage yeah. that you know the there was a, a, a whatever like the radio transmission went out or uh-huh. whatever. So that the, the screenplay uses that to be like. That's the time we shut off the radio so they could go look at the alien ship. Fucking suck it, movie. Do you, Are you, kidding th- do you me? think in this timeline, in the world of this movie, yes. if you went up to Buzz Aldrin and told him, like, Transformers aren't real, would he sock you in the face? <laughs> He'd kick you right in the dick. <laughs> He, he did, he did that to a moon landing hoax guy. I know, which is awesome. I think I think the footage is available on on the YouTube. It's wow. beautiful. Buzz Aldrin is fucking laying into some kid. Can we? Sorry. Can we? Can we cut to 
Michael Bay saying like people keep calling that Stanley Kubrick the greatest <laughs> looter yes. hoax of all time. Well, I'm going to show him. Yeah, because dude, he's one-upping Kubrick. <laughs> I would have loved if Zach Galifianakis played Stanley Kubrick in this movie. Oh, yeah. To, yep, do, like, yep. to do a fake ah. moon landing while like, we actually went to the moon to get the Decepticons. Uh, dude, I kind of thought we were going to lean towards something like that in this movie. Yeah. It's like... We really went to the moon for this one thing, but we got to fake the other fucking thing right, in the studio. They're like, scramble it. Cut to Kubrick's tra- <laughs> channel. And then you see Zach Galifianakis in the sound stage. <laughs> Action! <laughs> Which also, that's kind of funny because there's that terrible movie. It's like Color Me Kubrick or some oh, shit. Oh, with John Malkovich. With Malkovich, in who's this, in this movie. Yes. Uh, sort of. He's technically in this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> But also, so like, not only do we have this JFK shit, but then, by the way, when we finally went to the moon, Nixon was in office, and it's this shit of like Nixon talking to Neil Armstrong, and it's another fake fucking Nixon. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, my God, in heaven. And then, so we can just cut it in here now. So what, can the robots like turn into buses and all sorts of different cars? Can a a robot break into a hotel or what? (laughs) (laughs) But so, uh, like to keep on the track of the presidents though, so it's like fake president and then like shitty dude out of focus is Nixon. And then some dude who looks nothing like him is Barack Obama later in the movie. You're missing one. We get Linda, we get LBJ in there for one shot too. Do we? What is that? I think it's like the, first time they like figure out how to go to space right it's like we're gonna do a space a space program jfk like <laughs> rocket going up lyndon b johnson cut to oh, nixon God. this is this is called fucking terrible greedy fat fat <laughs> writing like that's the shit where it's like do we really have to see four presidents four in presidents film? in one film man that sucks that's yeah. the michael bay rule why why do one when four will do that's always <laughs> when you can definitely do four I, I thought that uh obama was uh what do you call it there obama was forrest gumped as well no, is it, no you, don't, you don't see his face. Yeah, oh, just, and this guy looks like you know. It's a profile he, he that is not just not like Barack him. Obama. I think he's got a fucking beard. I mean, it's so <laughs> bad. <laughs> By the way, if Obama wanted to get any hipper, he grows a beard. Oh, you've yeah. been seeing these jackets he's walking around with. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, I've been researching these jackets. How the fuck in. do I buy I a Barack reading, Obama jacket? I was reading about <laughs> that leather jacket he was cited in. Yeah, and uh, what are we talking? Eight hundred dollars? I know. I don't know. Nine hundred dollars? No, no, a thousand dollars. If you don't tell me, I'm believing it's a thousand dollars. It's probably a thousand dollars, but apparently he's had it in his closet for years, and he what? like 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 it's Whoa. pre-presidency. It's oh, a pre-president jacket. jacket. Oh man, that thing smells like cigarettes. I'll yes. tell you that much. <laughs> From all the ones he smoked and blew into his closet <laughs> during the presidency. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. cool. He would go into his closet, put on a leather jacket, and smoke a cigarette. Uh, And the Secret Service is like, I don't know where the president is. He's just (laughs) talking to this jacket. He's like, I missed you, baby. So um, uh, some folks. uh, (laughs) I don't know. I love the idea. Where is your birth certificate, robot? I mean, you could be a a Decepticon. You've been Decepticoning (laughs) the country. I like the idea of like uh, Barack Obama running on like a a firm anti-Bush platform is like, Man, ruin the country, and then they give him a a a, blue, a, a document. It's like, oh, no, it was robots. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, uh, all right. Wow. Why am I even president? Why does the American <laughs> government even exist if we are so intertwined with robots that turn into cars? So you got Neil Armstrong, and he like burrows into it's like him and Buzz, like young him and Buzz. Yeah, and they, they go into this spaceship. They run over to it. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's just right there. Yeah, yeah. But the moon's really small. It's super small, <laughs> and uh, 
We uh, would they like d- like dust off some shit, and it's like a fucking transformer head, and that's just, that's your cold open. That's your fucking twenty seven minute cold open. And you know what? If your movie is called The Dark of the Moon, and you have a twelve minute, a twenty minute mm. cold open on the moon, sync that shit up to Pink Floyd. Yes, thank you. It better fucking sync. Also. <laughs> Have your climax on the moon. Like, yeah. at the end of the movie. I, yes. I, I, I keep yes. being like, oh, cool, the movie's going to end on the moon. We're going to have what, a moon fight. Instead, that's what I'm presumably paying a ticket for. Instead, they went to the set of Avengers 1 and did it there. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. it, like, that's so just, funny, dude. We were just talking about that off the air before you got here. Oh, but man. It looks the Chica- same but thing. But it's Chicago. Know, right. but, but it's just the same dude, shit. Dude, it's Trump Tower. Okay. Oh, yeah. God. oh, my God. My luxurious building was destroyed. <laughs> but also, this movie came out before Avengers, though. Oh, that's interesting. the interesting oh, problem. Uh, so this Fuck. movie's much better than <laughs> I'm yeah. on to you, Feige, you fucking thief. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Shia LaBeouf and his new hot, complacent girlfriend that never complains about Michael Bay off the air. <laughs> um, yeah, this this woman was never fired by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, because in between both movies, Megan Fox said some stuff that. I don't know if she regretted it or not, but basically called Michael Bay a Nazi. Steven Spielberg got upset, fired her. Like the movie was written for her, and they yeah. just kind of put this other woman in there, yeah. a Victoria's Secret model, which is you know mm-hmm. that's uh, which, that's Michael uh, Bay for you. Which you know Shia LaBeouf in this film what? as an unemployed recent graduated student would obviously be sleeping with Victoria's Secret. This is model. this is what's insane though. It's like the first the first two movies. It's like okay, you can justify it. Like he. Was in high school, like kind of hitting on her. Then they went through this whole adventure together, mm-hmm. and it's like they bonded over the trauma, whatever. Like you can justify that. But then this movie, it's like she dumped him for whatever reason, and now there's just this other babe. He's still fucking Sam Witwicky. Yeah, but the he's neurotic, cut. obnoxious, whatever. He's cut like Shia LaBeouf. Am I right, Sean, or what? Well, <laughs> actually, that was my question. Was like, I think, I think. People are attracted to Shia LaBeouf. Probably. Like, I actually, like, I, what I, I, it seems completely. Would you fuck him? uh, Well, yeah, but I've got low standards. (laughs) (laughs) But but, but he'd only fuck uh, 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 Nymphomaniac era Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to pick your era. I'm more of a holes man. (laughs) (laughs) You're more of a holes man in more way than one. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, what, so is Megan Fox. Who are the other people who have like f- had like famous kicked off of franchises? Because I think of oh. like Terrence Howard from oh, the first yeah. Iron oh, Man. Next one. time, baby. <laughs> that was a poker call that you just you, you had to fold on that one, Terrence. They were like, "We're gonna give you four million dollars or whatever the number was." And he's like, "Nope, eight. And they're like, four it is. Goodbye." And then, I'm but sorry, the- we have to part ways. <laughs> exactly. But then look what's happened though. It's like. Uh, 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 Iron Man 2, he's kind of hanging out. Iron Man 3, Avengers, he's hanging out. Uh, Age of Ultron, he's got a big fucking thing. Like, Civil War, he's in. Yeah, yeah so, like, you could have had more Terrence. Well, and those movies are kind of like, I assume they're kind of Ocean's Eleven-y, where it's like, oh yeah, we're getting the gang back together. We're all big sure. celebs, having a great time. Yeah. And everybody as a, in unison mm-hmm. was like, well, who do we want to hang out for 10 years with? I oh, just, clearly. I, I just remembered another person kicked off a franchise. Yeah. I, not. I don't know if it's justified or not, but um, the the girlfriend of Back to the Future. Oh, who, Leah Thompson. Who then? No, 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 no. Um, uh, Elizabeth Shue replaced uh, her. Uh, yeah, whatever. The uh, Mary. Oh, the original. Sorry. Um, Mary Elizabeth. 
something or other. Right. And then I don't obviously, know. Chris, it's the woman. It's the woman from Night of the Comet. Right. I think. Right. Yeah. And then Crispin Glover as well. Another, mm. There's another Spielberg producer. Crispin uh, Glover. That's a famous firing. Yeah. But oh, that's, he, that's, I guess we're learning something about Steven Spielberg. He will cut you out of a franchise, oh, yeah. and he will yeah, just, he, you know what? He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> there was supposed to be four Schindler's List, and he just cut everybody else <laughs> out. Or, he made the movies. Nobody was in <laughs> There's down, nobody in front of the camera. We're down to one list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the, the, the list. <laughs> it was Schindler's List. <laughs> About Schindler's lists. Uh, well, the thing with uh, 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 Glover, though, was yeah. it a money thing? And then um, he used his likeness and got sued? I do not. I, I think there was disputing reports. I think Glover said it was a scheduling conflict, and other people said it was a money thing. Right. And then they put prosthetics on another actor to look like him. So and he's, that he's hanging some, upside down. Yeah. Like in a gadget. Doing a Crispin Glover impression, and then... Yeah, so and then well, then and then the when they go back yeah. to 1955, he's just using footage from the first movie, uh-huh. and Crispin Glover is responsible because he sued them and was like, yeah. "No, you use my likeness. That's not cool." And Crispin Glover himself you is won. responsible for the thing where it's like, if you use an actor's likeness, mm. you have to pay them. Right. Back to Transformers. That's why. All right, fine. No, I'm just just saying. Uh, Eric Stoltz was going to play yes. the character <laughs> right. of the girlfriend in right. this movie. That's right. They filmed right. two weeks, and they and Spielberg was like, "Haven't I fired you before? <laughs> <laughs> How many times do I need to fire you?" That's right. Eric that's Stoltz was one. also fucking fired from that franchise. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's the big one. The There's cutthroat Back to the Future franchise, man. The one that didn't really take hold was Halle Berry was like on the chopping block for the X Men yes. franchise, and then Singer decided to do Superman and. Radner was like, well, just keep her on. I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, I feel like every time, <laughs> you're right, every time Halle Berry was like, I'm going to walk, they were like, all right, here's another million dollars, but we're reducing your role. And she's like, all right, I won't walk. You know what I mean? Like, it was just <laughs> one was, seed, five million. Oh, yeah. wait a second. I'm Now we're just talking Marvel movies, man. That's Ed Norton from that Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? oh. Fucking, he's eating those words, I man. I kind of liked that movie when I saw it. It's a pretty good the movie. Incredible I, think Hulk? It, yeah. I think it's okay. I liked it. I and he was, was a good it, Bruce um, Banner. Who's that villain? Uh, Tim, uh, Tim, Roth. Tim Roth. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like sure. that. That movie's totally fine, but that was another, like, uh, the finger thing needs the money, and yeah. they were like, hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. And and now Ruffalo, he's in fucking Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this he's shit. great. And uh, Norton's calling up Banna, and they're just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Oh, <laughs> oh, poor Eric Banna, the loseriest loser. You think Lou Ferrigno goes right. to that party? Is, like, <laughs> is he allowed? Lou Ferrigno's parking the fucking car. Dude, the party of lesser hulks. <laughs> I would love to go. Dude, the party of lesser hulks. I think they're trying to flip the Senate in 2018. <laughs> um, I don't know. Hopefully they're strong enough to do it. <laughs> so it's been a couple of years. We find out that Shia, um, aside from um, being um, the target number one of the Decepticons and broadcast all over the world in the last movie, like, right. please kill this person, yeah. this is what the alien, who the aliens are after, he graduated uh, college and he can't get a job because he's a millennial. Even, even though oh. he got a Medal of Freedom or yes. whatever the fuck. Well, that's not a fucking free pass to get a well, job. Well, they're doing his background uh, check and right. like, they come up with like, oh, well, you were you were sought by the FBI at this yes. or whatever. But yeah. it never comes up that he got a, a, a medal from Obama. It doesn't have to because he's bringing it up to everyone he's talking to. I guess to. that's true. It's probably on his resume. Well, it the, is. Guaranteed it is. I, it would be on my resume. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but the thing is, again, 
And I don't understand how these... We're in the third movie. How we don't understand that these movies are about robots that fall down. Like, that's uh-huh. what the whole thing is. <laughs> and why we spend time on Sam Witwicky's job prospects and or everything else. Which, by the way, at the end of this movie, it has nothing to do with it. It's not like, oh, man, am I glad I went on that job interview that I now that I saved the world. Like, it doesn't matter at well, all. Well, they have to try to humanize someone. And it's yeah. just like, oh, look, it's a struggle. And to it, get a job. But it would be okay if it was just him. Uh-huh. But you got goddamn Josh Dumel uh, yeah, doing his back. army thing. Mm-hmm. You got Tyrese, who's retired, and he's just fucking he's directing like, yeah. Transformer traffic. <laughs> traffic. Yeah, he's a, I, I he's a Transformer he was... traffic cop. <laughs> he comes in an hour and a half in uh, to this two and a half, two and 40 minute movie. So halfway through. Yeah, I, I thought <laughs> at that point, I thought he was in the Megan Fox Club getting fucking Megan Fox drinks you know like it's just oh man remember those transformer movies that might be better than the uh, lesser hulk party (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) i mean yeah you've got that you've got totoro Mm -hmm. who john totoro in the first two movies both times it's like 75 minutes until you hit totoro town this movie, it's at least 54 minutes. I was timing it. You think I said his contract? <laughs> yeah, I better be under a fucking hour this time. <laughs> but like, he's there. You got Malkovich, who oh I'm God. like, okay, cool. Malkovich, that's something. But he just totally falls out of this movie. You got Francis McDormand's mm-hmm. farting around now, too. And I you have every, like, oh, every character comedian that they can bring in for and- one scene. Ken Jong, Andy Daly, you got the parents are back in this movie. It's I will say this is probably the deepest and best cast of the three movies, even though this movie's probably the worst. Well, yeah. Although not. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think it's maybe the, the best, best yeah. out of the three, and it's not. I mean that you know it's such a low bar. <laughs> um, this is why yeah. I I agree with you, but here I think is the singular reason because in this movie. Part of the Decepticons' deal is they're like, we got to kill all these people. Yes, we start yeah. killing people, finally. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, and it's not just like collateral damage killing people, because my God, the thousands that are dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like direct like, uh, uh, like operations to murder human beings mm-hmm. is pretty cool. So uh, we go to. So we find out, by the way, um, the Transformers are now working with the U.S. government, which essentially means... The U.S. government controls the world because they're like there are Autobots in the Middle East like performing right. missions, and I'm like that's not cool. <laughs> like yeah. that's like well, you, dude, you that mean, happens now. Fucking take a look at what we're doing in what? Yemen with those Autobot drones. <laughs> but I mean, those like are secretly Autobots. Also, <laughs> in this film, the Middle East is never deciphered further than the words Middle East. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> yeah, it goes like at base in Middle East. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> really? Dude, it's the same thing when in this movie we go to. Africa. <laughs> oh, you oh, mean the God. continent? Megatron is hanging out in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> what are so the politics of this movie are really weird because I think yeah. at the end of the day, when you, if you have Totoro in your movie and Francis McDormand, and when you see like clearly he like likes Obama and yeah. he makes that like there's a side like well we're Republicans at this office, but that guy seems like a dick. So the film seems to be like left leaning. Like I imagine yeah. that like Michael Bay is like. Democrat and like Spielberg and all this stuff, but it's such a fucking like red meat American film that it's like hard to. Well, it's that's just a weird. 
Michael Bay is hard to read that way because remember he directed that goddamn Benghazi movie. Yeah. So I like, agree. how does that play was, into what was what's that called? Going was on? that called But Her Emails? Was that the? <laughs> it was. It was But Her Emails: colon Benghazi the motion picture <laughs> colon thirteen hours uh, colon parentheses J- But Her Emails colon <laughs> John Krasinski can still be in movies. I promise. Yeah, I was gonna say he's starring Jim from The Office. <laughs> yeah. Who, when the embassy is stormed, just gives that look to the camera. <laughs> It is odd, and I don't understand. Yeah, because we go to the Middle East, and they're bad guys, and the Transformers beat up the bad guys, and we're like, well, what happened, and why? And like, also, like, is everyone just surrendering to the Americans, like, to your superior robot technology? Like, sorry, we just got bombs here, not bombs that walk around. Well, that's the other weird thing, and it's like the entire franchise is about this, though, because like America is always making these decisions, like. All right, we're done with the Autobots. Get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, well, what does Canada have to say about that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe Canada wants the Autobots, you fucking jerks. Like, it's always like, get off this planet, says the United States. Ireland's like, um, if you're not using those Autobots, it could, you know, come over here. Use a couple of Autobots in Ireland. <laughs> get them over here. Stat. Protect our our beautiful shores. Yeah, it's just it's so weird in that way that like America dictates what these Autobots do, but then anything out of Optimus Prime's mouth is like this planet is this and that and the other thing. Well, why, why are the Autobots getting involved in these proxy wars to begin with? Because it's like, what is the point? Like, yeah. shouldn't like if the Autobots are doing missions for the United States, shouldn't the Decepticons like work for North Korea yeah. or ISIS or something? <laughs> That's that a movie. great plot. See, yeah. th- here's the thing: this fifth movie, you have to bring King Arthur into it. How about these Decepticons start confirmed? working? What is that confirmed? <laughs> really? By the way, that it is actually King the last Arthur? night. Yeah, Dude, there's a motherfucker who is credited as playing King Arthur in that movie. <laughs> so buckle the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad that this is my only episode <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> Michael Bay was like, I need another hour and I also need King Arthur. Yeah. It's going to be three and a half hours. <laughs> It's yeah. his it's his Hollywood revenge though because I was reading up on the movie he spent years developing a King Arthur film oh and then walked away because like they wouldn't give him enough money to make the movie he wanted so to so make. I'll make it inside of this other movie. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it like is. Like a turducken. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a fucking Michael Bay turducken. That's all he does is turducken. Do that, that, that new sorry that new um, King Arthur film that flopped. The oh, guy the Ritchie Guy Ritchie. One? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, weird! A Guy Ritchie movie flopped. <laughs> what a fucking surprise! But they were saying that almost. Every single King Arthur film that's ever been made has been a flop. That there's like a weird curse to King Arthur oh, films. Wow. Like you would think it's one of the most globally recognizable characters, right. and nobody gives a shit. Yeah, the, the the curse is a lack of interest, like a, genu- <laughs> a genuine lack of interest that we've expressed for decades at this point. Shut up about King Arthur. Now, do you think that in this new movie, I'm not fucking Mark Twain sitting on a fucking riverboat fantasizing oh, yeah? about something? Well, oh yeah, how about this? What if? Mark Wahlberg <laughs> met King Arthur. Maybe they go back in time. A oh. Celtic in King Arthur's court? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, shit, bro. I'm <laughs> fucking King Arthur over here. We do throw... He's kind of gay. <laughs> Everyone's kind of gay. We, do... <laughs> we throw sub- uh, requisite shade at Megan Fox. Because not only like... Yeah. We cut her out of the movie unceremoniously. So it's not like, oh... We had a big breakup, but we parted as friends. It's like these two shitty. Uh, it's Tom. Yeah, Kennedy. the Soprano bots. <laughs> and then, yes. well, well, they're, they're the doing fucking fuck. Soprano bots. Wal- Paulie Walnuts and fucking and Bobby B. 
Do they also do Beavis and Butthead dialogue? Uh, wait, do they do Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, dialogue? they're just doing like direct quotes of Beavis and Butthead. Did anyone see this? No, I missed. No, it. Does, does he is does he call Shia LaBeouf fucking cornholio? Is this in my head? Is this all in my head? <laughs> I mean, maybe I too have fantasized about Beavis and Butthead dialogue. Yeah, maybe. Wait, so what are you talking about, though? They're like hanging out on the couch before right. anything really happens. When they're happens. watching Star Trek, by the way. Yep. Hit uh-huh. that nail on the goddamn yeah. head. Oh, we got to show Spock as much as possible. Go, because Leonard Nimoy's in the murmur. <laughs> they're just like hanging out on the couch, going, you know, doing the, the classic laugh. Oh, oh, they're doing that laugh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't oh shit. At this part. God, you know, I hate it. Because yeah. it's Tom Kenny uh, playing one of the robots from the last movie, and then this other robot that's kind of unexplained who's new. He's. This is what I hate. He's new, but he's presumed to have been there the whole time. That's the problem with all like when I, in an X Men movie, which are I, I, I try to take my brain out of my head. I'm like, what if I didn't wasn't a fan of the X Men? Would I like the X Men movies? And like, no, no the answer is <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm on them. So. <laughs> it's a resounding no. But if 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 I'm watching the X Men movies, and I don't know anything, and some guy's like, "Hi, I'm Archangel, and I have wings." I'm like, "I know who that guy is," because a he just told me what he is, and b they showed me what his power was in like three seconds, and the rest of the movie I have a roadmap. Now the guy next to me that loves X Men movies is having conversation with himself. He's like, "That guy's real name is Warren Worthington the Third, and he flies around. He's gonna be Apocalypse's minion, and that's his problem." Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> at least me being an agnostic, I at least know what I'm watching. Right, so these thank movies you for recognizing it as a religion (laughs) (laughs) so so in this so in take that exact situation and map it to transformers do they go like oh it's sidewinder He's also a robot. <laughs> like, what the fuck else do you say about them? They do. Great and point. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because when I saw the second movie in theaters, uh-huh. uh, which I have explained already in this Transformers-a-thon, it was a strict <laughs> air conditioner situation, and the fucking air conditioning was broken in the theater. Uh, but that, this is like you know. You know, the more I hear about this story, the more I'm like, that's like the I was just following orders. <laughs> It was just for the air conditioning. I swear. I just had to cool off. For the air conditioning. It was so hot. It was a New York summer. You should tell this story on every episode so that people can feel the pain of watching Transformers. He might have. (laughs) But no, because Sean wasn't present at that time. And these people listening, they've heard it, but I haven't. Yeah, no. uh, There was these nerds who were like, oh my God, there's that one. And there's that. And it's fucking great. And I was like, oh my god, he's red just like in the cartoon. <laughs> well, that's, like, what that's, else is it? That is nothing gonna... else. They're just robots that transform into cars. That's kind of my thing. Is like, at least in an X Men movie, I'm like, oh my god, it's Olivia Munn. She's playing Psylocke. Like, at least, like, and when I see Olivia Munn, I know that she is Psylocke. It's just a, gr- they're all gray nothing. And they kind of <laughs> oh walk Oh my around. god, it's CGI playing Bumblebee. <laughs> oh my god, it's CGI also playing Optimus Prime. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's Olivia Munn playing whatever. I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Like it, they, I, I have no like recognition as a, as a ca- quote unquote casual moviegoer. And I've watched three movies and I have no idea who these characters are. And they always introduce new ones and I don't know who they are. There's just so many goddamn robots with names. And they're all the same. They mm-hmm. all have like a gun arm and whatever the fuck. And the colors are different. And the voice Barely, acting is by different. The way, Barely. But oh, the, yeah. The bad guys are all monochromatic. Yeah. That's how yes. you know. 
Yeah. Oh, that's a gray one. It's a bad one. Is all you need to know. If it's gray and it might have like a spiky thing to it, it's a bad guy. If it's got dreadlocks, it's definitely a bad one. Ha later in this movie. Yeah, you better believe it. Let it mellow. (laughs) If it's brown, flush it down. So uh, we we have a very long montage that comes to nothing. Shia LaBeouf gets a job with John Malkovich, who also comes to nothing. Who John Malkovich, the only direction he's gotten from a director for the past two decades is be eccentric. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he's not, he's phoning it in, and I love John Malkovich, but he just like acts crazy, and they're like, right. you're doing it! But, but it's the same thing that mm-hmm. Totoro does in these yeah. movies, and it's just like, think about the new bathroom you're building. Mm-hmm. Just think about it, and then say these dumb it's lines. It's like the Coen Brothers bathroom project. <laughs> All these... Actors, Fra- Francis McDormand, John Turturro, John Malkovich. <laughs> the old Coen Brothers bathroom off. Did they got the best one. Did That'd the Coens great. have a movie in 2011? Like, was there just a dry spell of Coen Brothers flicks? There's this great quote, and it's on IMDb. I don't know how much... how how. Uh, uh, well, it's on the Tribune, so it's something. How, who vetted it, but it says... <laughs> because uh, we, nobody. Because we crashed that before. But um, Fra- this is the only movie Francis McDormand ever did in her entire career that she was paid the amount she was promised. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what? That's, really? That's, wow. Isn't that amazing? Like, that's, and that's because it's so corporate. It's so like, I'm sure the Coen brothers are like, hey man, we'll pay you like, I mean, even though it's her husband, but like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go on. I was like, hey man, we'll pay you like six million bucks if you burn after reading. Sorry, dude, somebody backed out. It's going to be like 4.5. Mm. It's interesting because they probably said we have budgeted $3 million for women in this film, <laughs> so you'll get 1.5. Yeah. And actually, like- straight from the Tribune, by the way, so we're talking 2010 was True Grit, and then 2013 was Inside Lewin Davis. Ooh, take a little break for Transformers. Yes, yeah, so so that was a Malkovich and a fucking Totoro and a and a McDormand had nothing to do, <laughs> Cohen wise at least. I don't know what else was going on in their filmography. Everyone's but every, like, everybody's building the bathroom. That's the thing. Every time before they <laughs> before they 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 called action, everyone go to Francis McDormand. Like, hey, is a uh, are they writing anything or like what? You see him on you see him on the computer at all? Like, yeah, I, what's, I don't, what's Joel up to? I don't know. All right, <laughs> I'm trying to be in the moment. Hey, are we? Listen, I, I'm sorry. I hate to ask this. Oh, but what is going on with that Big Lebowski sequel? <laughs> is there anything to that? Because that, you know, I would love to be a part of that. Do you think Totoro, like between takes with Francis McDormand, was like? I'm going to get a bidet. Action! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, McDormand, by the way, is playing like the 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 new... Cause, and again, this is why this movie is kind of better than the last one, is like the faceless bureaucrat was a nobody last time. He was like a zero... Oh, yeah, oh, right, oh right, that little worm guy. Yeah. This time it's played by Francis McDormand. Upgrade. Yeah, That's yes, cool. And she's like time. doing her stuff. And she's doing... Exactly what the last guy did. Was like, and where, where but she's like, fucking yeah, fight, kind of just yelling at robots for no reason. She's definitely yelling at robots. She's not that. Well, it's not her fault, but they're not great at lining up the line of sight of no, talking so to a not, fake uh, robot no, that's not, not there. But she's fucking Francis goddamn McDormand. And she's the best part of this movie because she's talking to robots and it's still awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you know what Michael Bay's favorite joke is with her? That she's not like, ma'am, oh, you're a woman, aren't you? Yeah, oh, don't you look like a fucking dude? But you're a dude, because you're in a position of power, dude. It's you, like, that's the joke. for, for I, can, I just Every time that happened, I was like, if I could just transmit like tel- telepathy with what Francis McNorman is thinking at yes. that moment. Because yeah. it's got to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, getting a golden toilet. I'm getting, I'm getting a toilet. <laughs> I'm getting a Frank Welker golden toilet. It's going to be awesome. Seat. It's going to be great. Do you think that she uh, like literally th- got a bag? Bag of money and like hit 
Joel, Joel Cohen in the face with it. Like, just like, <laughs> why don't you make movies like this? <laughs> That'd be great. You know, I wouldn't have to do this if you made movies like this. <laughs> Smack. Okay, swap out Michael Bay for the Cohen brothers. They're running the Transformers oh, series. Yes, it's just yes. as bad though. It's exactly the sure. same movie. But then you got like, are you cool with it? Yes, because then you maybe we'll get like M M at Walsh. <laughs> Oh boy, that Optimus Prime there—he's a real cool fella. Plus, Deacons will shoot some of them. Yeah, good. instead of Shia LaBeouf, it's M. Emmett Walsh. <laughs> oh boy, Megan Fox dumped yeah. me on the side of the road. I just graduated from college, and as a millennial, I can't get a job. Or he's just an old man that buys a used car. He's like, hey, oh, yeah. now it's talking to me. Oh boy, my little yellow sports car is giving me guff. I'm gonna have to shoot it in the face. Woody Harrelson shows up. It's like, well, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, Megatron's bad news. How? How? What kind of bad news? Well, what compared to what? Bubonic plague. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it'd be amazing. It'd be a good movie. You know, apropos <laughs> of, of this of this joke thread uh, coming up in the next movie, and he's also in part five. Sir John Goodman's hanging out. Oh, Ooh, he lo- really? I guess Michael Bay likes Coen Brothers movies. Like he watches them, is like, oh man, I want to ruin that person's career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he hates Coen Brothers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. 
So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. The Can I tell you the dumbest part of this movie? And this movie is incredibly long. We haven't gotten to any Incredibly of dumb. Um... Is when uh, Buzz Aldrin meets Optimus Prime, oh and Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. who is a thousand-year-old robot that can turn into anything and can lift the fucking Golden Gate Bridge over his head, he's like, and uh, uh, Buzz Aldrin's like, it's an honor to meet you, and I don't know how to act. And then <laughs> Optimus Prime is like, the honor is all mine, small human being. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Why do you care? You've been in space since you were in fucking short robot pants. You don't care yeah. about this fucking little ant going to space. Here's the <laughs> thing. Give me a break. I guarantee. T U Optimus Prime doesn't give a shit about the second man to walk on the moon. Come on. Exactly. This I don't say, oh, congratulations. I don't say, oh, I'm not honored to meet your dog, Andrew. It's a fucking dog. What do I care? It doesn't matter to use a phone. Listen. I met a man who went to space and walked on the moon. I didn't fucking say it was an honor to meet him. No. It's like, nice to meet you, Edgar Mitchell. Let's do this podcast and get it over with. <laughs> and then he talked some crazy shit about aliens, and it was awesome. Whoa. Transformers? No, I don't think so. There, there might be. There he might said he flesh said, aliens. He said he <laughs> saw flesh stuff. He oh. saw flesh in space? He saw flesh in space, dude. Dude, man. What was that, Barbarella? <laughs> <laughs> so classic mo- flick, man. So that's a very um I'll see your Marvel movies and raise you a Buzz Aldrin for <laughs> yeah. your Stan Lee's. I mean, it's just yeah, like oh, those true. are not enjoyable moments in every Marvel movie. Sure. So they stop them dead. Yeah, you are welcome, Michael Bay, to just not do that shit. There's nothing. We don't need to see Senior Hasbro in the film. <laughs> oh like, my god, I wish. That would be I, I would make it better. It'd be more it'd be funner, it'd be more campy. Julio Hasbro? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's definitely Japanese. But uh, I burst out laughing at this part, though, where it was like, here we go. Here's the cameo of the film, Buzz Aldrin. And like the door is open, and he's walking in slow motion up to a fake robot. I was screaming on my couch laughing because I hadn't had it spoiled for me. Yeah. And I was dying. It's so stupid. And, and with his eyeline, they're like, a little higher, a little higher, <laughs> a little lower, a little higher. Just shoot it. We're rolling. Uh, destroying Chicago took five days. Shooting with Buzz Aldrin for a robot to say, I'm so proud to meet you, took 12. It went, it went over budget. Because of <laughs> this movie was supposed to cost $160 million, and then we cast Buzz Aldrin, and it cost $260 million. Uh, sorry, Francis, we're going to have to take a little after. <laughs> oh, you, you promised me! Why does this always happen? <laughs> 
Oh, well, Buzz Aldrin demanded $37 million to be in well, this movie. Well, that's what happened. We've got to give it to him. That's what happened in Fargo, too, man. Remember that Buzz Aldrin scene? That, that was so fucking crazy. It was, it was so nuts because John Carroll Lynch is like, well, let me go outside in the backyard and see if there's any deer back there. And he goes outside and it's fucking Buzz Aldrin yeah, with a couple of deer. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? Um, so... Moving along, we find the the Transformers kind of get tricked into going into space. It's like Buzz Aldrin's like, by the way, what, you left one of your robots up there. Why don't you get it? So they go up and they find uh, Leonard Nimoy bot known as Sentinel Prime. Right. Uh, they bring him down, and from the last movie, we do know that there's this little weird spear, which kind of looks worse in this movie, doesn't it? It's like smaller, and it didn't turn to sand this time. And it, it can basically resurrect any old robot you what want. What was it called? That's, the the Transformers Participation <laughs> yeah. Trophy? What uh, was the it? Matrix it, of Death I of it Leadership. Was, right. I thought it was the Genesis device. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if they shoved something into Leonard Nimoy's chest, and then he turned into a new planet. Uh, yeah. And then, but, and then you get a fucking Shat cameo, dude. Oh, dude. I could, th- you know what? This series could use some serious shat. Why the fuck is William Shatner not in movies like he this? He should have played Obama. <laughs> <laughs> and William Shatner as Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> well, it is really weird that in this film you don't really have... They, they show you four presidents, but the president has no role during the end of time. Exactly, yeah. We're not yeah. getting cut to the Oval Office. Yeah. It, it all no. stops at, at McDormand. It's, it's just a figurehead, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's why you need fake presidents and shit like this, because there needs to be right. just, it's it's clearly just going to be some old ca- white motherfucker Ray, on a Ray Wise or someone like that. Yeah, and he's just, he's on president. a red phone and he's fucking yelling shit at a robot. Great. And that's that. <laughs> and that's, hey, let, let Francis McDormand be it, because oh, it doesn't oh, fucking matter what yeah. she actually is, just make her the president. Oh, I was actually about, I was about to cast Francis McDormand as a president, but then I just got a bunch of her emails. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Right. Oh, oh, man. Oh, she would have been in that movie, but but her emails. <laughs> so who's horrible to replace her? <laughs> Who's the worst? Who's, all, all right, me as the president of the United States is going to decree that so these robots... We bring him down. Uh, they bring uh, him back to life immediately. And now we have Leonard Nimoy farting around this movie. Who's? And I mean, like, here's uh, my question. He's so... He's very, very old. And I mean, yes. like, God bless the dude died... He changed the world forever. I love him to death. But he moves really well in all that makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it took 12 hours every day for him. He's the only one who's actually in the movie. I can't believe I sat in a chair for 14 hours. <laughs> I, I love Leonard Nimoy, but I hadn't seen this before until we're doing this for the show, and this shit's all over his legacy. Well, that's, well, that's what's weird, though, is because this was... This was right in, it was a very brief Nimoy-sance, because mm-hmm. at the same time that this was sort of floating around, uh, he was a great character on the show Fringe. Right. Okay. Uh, and he was like this villainous dude who was like secretly not a villain, and it was like, it was great, and it was cool to see like late in life Leonard Nimoy like doing a thing, and then I think it was just like, all right, well, I'm, I'm out and about doing stuff. Might as well do this Transformers movie. He's in the animated movie from the eighties, that, and that's kind of the thing. It's like, oh, it's it's kind of a service to the quote unquote fans, but at the same time, like, 
I don't know, man. Like, and I, I think he's fine in this movie, but, but he's, he's just doing Spock quotes. Yeah, and it fucking drives me nuts. He's I a was Spock yelling. soundboard at a certain point. Yeah, because he says like, "You always be my friend." At one point, no, that's they make Wait. Bumblebee say that oh, shit. Oh God, fuck you, Bumblebee. That's the thing, because like when Bumblebee's about to be like, you know, taken away from Shia LaBeouf or whatever. Oh, he plays like the actual quote from Star Trek. That's that's allegedly what Bumblebee does, right? He's always sampling. But early in this film, when you meet Bumblebee, he's like kind of sampling things. But it's just him saying shit. There's nothing being said. So Leonard Nimoy exists in the world of this film. Spock exists, yet there's a robot on the moon with exactly the same voice. And kind of face, too. It looks looks like like Nimoy. It's fucked up. It's the same like Leonard Nimoy like long face. And towards the End of the film, he I was screaming at the television Here it is. because here's the the spoiler alert. He turns out to be a villain. Sentinel sure. Sentinel Prime is a villain. He turns in the middle of the movie, and at the end of the movie, as the villain, he says Spock's like most famous line: "The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few," and it's fucking disgusting. And it's no, disgraceful. No, like you know, like you know, a self-respecting Star Trek fan was like, "Oh man, how fucking cool is that?" Everybody yeah. was like. Suck it. That's terrible. And well, it's a throwaway. They like the camera's panning past <laughs> yes. him as he says it. They're like not sure if they want to do it. It's so like if we're watching Witness, which is a good movie starring Harrison Ford. <laughs> sure, he why suddenly not? says, May the force be with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are we doing? What to the a, fuck to a cop, are we doing? To a local <laughs> cop. cop. May the force be with you. Get off my plane, what, what lies beneath. <laughs> Man, so, What Lies Beneath is a terrible movie. Oh. So, so, uh, in, Bel- in Beloved, when uh, Danny Glover is like uh, uh, talking to his wife, he's like, you got an angel with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> I was so surprised that Demi let that in. <laughs> um, so so Sentinel Prime, who has facial hair, which... Any hair, any yeah. metal the, hair, stupid. It's not the first instance of that. It should just be wires. It should just be wires. It's not the first instance of that, though, because the uh, the old motherfucker in the last movie has a fucking oh, jangly Jet beard. Fire. Jetfire. Has Jetfire's that. got a little shitty jangly beard floating around. And we have a fake like robot, uh, a robot inventor. Ugh. Uh, Q Q come uh, on he's he, who looks like Albert Einstein for no yeah, good goddamn you know, reason. Why have originality when you can just yoink from Bond and make it look like Albert Einstein? Come I was on. so pissed. I watched this movie on the day Sir Roger Moore passed away, and this little thing rolls in. And he's like, "Eh, I'm Q," and I was like, "I'm a fuck you, stupid movie." <laughs> Do you know that what's his name? Desmond, the name of the actor who played Q. Who is oh, there. Des- Desmond Llewellyn. Yeah, who is there forever, right? Almost like, I mean, uh, till very, he was playing Pierce him up Brogdon. until he was killed in a car crash. On his way really? to car deliver crash. his fucking life story. He no. typed up his whole life story and I think delivered it and then got into a car accident and died on the way home. Wait, wow, was that's it what it was from? Experimental Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. It was a brand new car. It was a prototype. <laughs> you gotta add, dude. Yeah. all know you don't. Yes. Gotta add. <laughs> the ejector seat went off and killed him. <laughs> that's fucking horrible. Man, he went this... flying through the air. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's horrible. Oh no, this smoke screen is inside of my car. <laughs> oh, no, man. oh man, that sucks. He was a treasure. I'm sure he was. <laughs> no, no. Listen, all the dead people we talk about, we like. Well, they're going <laughs> to haunt us eventually. So, I mean, like, um, Sentinel Prime comes back, 
and his thing is like, oh, I had this invention that was going to stop the war. Oh, right. It's all these pillars that we need to collect. And Shia LaBeouf gets like uh, harassed by Ken Jeong. Ken Jeong, who I think is totally fine, but I never want to watch him ever again. Like, you know what I mean? Like Ken Jeong was fine the first four thousand times I saw him. I would love. Do you think Ken Jeong's ever going to have like a Paul Giamatti sideways? Like no, you know what I mean? like, no, I don't. No, like not not like <laughs> a sensitive yeah, no. like. What would no. he be in this? The Thomas Hayden Church or? Well, no, I mean like just like, a sensitive like stripped you down know, maybe, performance. Yeah, maybe eventually. Yeah. No, because you'd be watching. No, no, no. I'll tell you why. Because. No matter how heartfelt that performance is or whatever, there's no way an audience would take him seriously doing that. Like, he would say a line that was, like, very heartfelt and whatever, yeah. like, you know, we're not drinking any fucking Merlot or yeah. whatever it is, you know, and, and they would just laugh at it. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like, well, he's played a cartoon for, like, his entire career. Well, and he also comes into this film, what's his name? Wang. Deep Wang. Or Deep, some stupid Deep shit. Deep Wang. And that's the third time. I had my... Uh, my uh, uh, Asian people radar on, and yeah. that was like the fourth like digging into Asian people film. Yeah, uh, a, a joke because when Shia LaBeouf is like interviewing for everything, he's oh, like, right. "Oh, sensei," to the yes. Japanese man, yeah, and then he's like, right. "I think you seem very calm and like meditative too." I mean, it's just like Jesus. you can tell that Michael Bay's like. We can give it to the Asians. Everybody else lay off. We got in trouble for that jive-talking robot that was illiterate in the first one. <laughs> yeah. So let's stay away from that. But what's a community that we can go at? These movies are aggressively racist. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. movie for movie, like, uh, aggressively racist. It's some, Someone's getting fucking taken to it every time. It's a, it's a different group well, in every movie. And homophobic, too, because in this, in this like, uh, like Ken Jeong gets like either possessed or he's in on it or something. He, he puts Shia oh, LaBeouf right. in the bathroom. The, the robots are putting the screws Which to I him. I actually appreciate because Ken Jeong and then later Patrick Dempsey, right? Yes. Uh, they, uh, they're working for the Decepticons. We come to, f- to find out which is something I almost thought was missing from these movies, like having human actors play parts in the plot. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, Isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah. Why wouldn't you be turning people, you know, and having them do shit for right. collaborators and stuff? For yeah, sure. exactly. There's so many collaborators. And there's like, he's like basically like, he's got like, the plans in his pants and it goes on and on and there's a, and so basically they're in a they're in a men's room stall yes. and like he unzips his pants and Shia LaBeouf's like no not like this yeah you know first of all Shia LaBeouf could choke slam fucking Ken Jong ah. worst case scenario also correct yeah but um so like he gives him the plans and then like John Malkovich is like go 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 gay guys right and then which like, is really great to have John Malkovich <laughs> yeah, be your your homophobic character is butching it up. But the funny thing is, is like later later on, like Shia comes back and he's like, "Hey, by the way, uh, I want to help you with that plan." And like, I guess either like Ken Jong forgot what he said or is trying to like like get him away. He calls him a gay lord, and like yeah, I have yeah. I have not heard the slur gay lord since the fourth grade. Like that's what's up. I think I, it was since Beavis and Butthead. Like the be gay another lord. direct Beavis and Butthead quote. <laughs> yeah. Gaylord, that's, huh? that's an oldie. Well, that's it's one of those. One. It's the the terminology that your friend's shitty stepdad used to work <laughs> used to use. Yep. So you'd be like, uh, you know, he'd say like, ah, that peckerhead. You're like peckerhead. <laughs> oh, you know, I think I, I have a memory of like Meet the Parents using it, right? 
right? Like because that's Ben Stiller's his name is Gaylord. Yeah. yeah. So there's another that's, joke. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great. So joke. there's another joke to throw on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Staying warm tonight. <laughs> Burning all these gay jokes. <laughs> I would like to. This whole sequence is kind of my favorite part of this movie, though, because Ken Jong is murdered by a robot. It's great. He like commits suicide or gets. Ch- it's like at- fake suicide, but also here's what. Finally, so robots are killing human beings. They Thank are, you. and it's great. But this is what doesn't make any sense because Ken Jong, he's working at John Malkovich's like tech company, or whatever. He clearly has like a totally glass office. Yeah. And this giant vulture-shaped robot is threatening him in the office. Yeah. And nobody's seeing anything? <laughs> sure. What are you talking about? Well, everybody's very busy, Andrew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess uh, so. This is an office. We work. Have the shit behind closed doors, man. That's ridiculous. That's also, let me just call out that in that office uh uh just again, my femini- feminist radar. Like every person. Oh no, that's not that office. It's the office that Carly, the girlfriend, works yeah. at. Ja- uh, 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 Patrick Dempsey's office, oh, which sure. is just like, look at these women in the office. I'm like, this is not. None of these are real women. And look at these trolls that work among them. These are the men. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. well, you got the men accurate, and these women. Like, this is no. such a insane portrayal of the world in such an awful way that you can feel Frances McDormand cocking a shotgun in her dressing room and being like, you know what? It's worth it. That totally. was pretty cool if she went out She is way. the only, like, I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but, like, she's the only person that's allowed to be, like, uh, that is not an actual active model. Like, who hasn't actually modeled in the last, like, 38 yeah. seconds before they showed up on set? Is it an actual model who also happens to possess a vagina? <laughs> yes, exactly. And, there and some... acting talent was a requirement for her and nobody yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, because there are some fucking homely-ass dudes in this movie. There's this one scene in, in Shia LaBeouf's office where, like, it's, a, it's like a Latin woman, uh. and she's, like, dressed, like, bustily or something, and some guy... Oh, oh my God, right! No Holy fucking shit! For no reason. And, like, this has nothing to do with the movie because the movie has nothing to do. Is like he's like, get out of here with that hoochie mama outfit. Yeah. You and that hoochie mama outfit. And he goes to Shia LaBeouf's like, you ever dress like a hoochie mama like that? I'm gonna kick you out. And I'm like, what movie well, am I watching? Steve, when you're writing a screenplay, you gotta write transitions. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the old hoochie mama transition <laughs> yeah. they've been using since the 50s. Hood rat, hood rat, hoochie mama. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So He tried the hood rat transitions in the first Transformers, got a lot of slacks, so and he's on to hoochie uh, I mama. do love that part in Adaptation when Robert McKee is yelling at uh, Brian Cox's Cox like, character. He's like that. You, people find love. People lose love. There are hoochie mamas. Everything's out there. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about Jerry Stiller yelling hoochie mama on Seinfeld. And you know what? It's still funny. <laughs> you don't think there are hoochie mamas? You haven't lived life. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of homely dudes and bad politics, B- Bill O'Reilly's in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Speaking of transitions. This was a well-timed uh, uh, screening because yeah. there were two those two moments, that and Trump Tower. Yeah. You're like, okay, <laughs> I would have given no shits and now yep. I have some reference. I feel like I've now I've watched three of these movies and now suddenly the last two years or so make total sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, yep, yep, Trump and uh, Bill O'Reilly and Poison. That's just life. Mm-hmm. The band Poison? <laughs> I wish. <they> <laughs> 
No, no, cultural poison. Yeah, no, it's insane. Like, here's Bill O'Reilly. Totoro goes on Bill O'Reilly. And this is some fucked up shit, because in the last movie, he's just like a disgraced government agent. Yeah. And in this movie, he's like somehow written some book that's propelled him to levels of richness that like, you know, he'd be on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yeah, the Chris Cabin track. (laughs) (laughs) It's insane. He's just like, he's got like a manservant now in the form of Alan Tudyk because this cast has to keep going. Dutch! Dutch! We found, uh, (laughs) Alan Tudyk actually found... um, uh, Martin Short's performance of Father and the Bride in the Garbage. And oh, yeah. like, oh, cool. This is it. I'll just dust this, try this off. off. This is still yeah. good. This is still I can good. fit into this. Just dust it off. It's fine. Oh, look at this. Oh, Father and the Bride. They did two of these, eh? I'll just dust it off. I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll call him Frank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dust it off. Yeah. And it sucks because I love Alan Tudyk. Of course, he's great. He's amazing in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't know. I mean, it's, he gave me some fun. laughs here, but, but it's just like what, the, what? What do I need it for? Like, did, John Turturro didn't have an assistant in the last two movies. He doesn't need one now. It, and the cast is already so overbloated. So overbloated. And I'm sitting here. I'm watching all this. I'm like, when is a robot gonna fall down? But what happens when Tudyk gets his a uh, uh, phone call from Turturro and he's like, Tudyk, it's it's happening. He's like, what's <laughs> happening? You're being invited to the. Bathroom challenge. <laughs> <laughs> bathroom challenge. I'm in. I mean, yeah, it's 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 fucking crazy. But then, so here's this other notable person who's in this like thankless nothing role, and he's just kind of hanging out. And it's the fran. I mean, this is. I don't. I don't want to get into. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say like the. F- it's the franchising of movies that fucking murders my soul with these films. Like, you notice it. I notice it. Like. I, I I feel like I see one out of every five Marvel movies at this point. You're fine. So I'm like missing some, but I'm okay. And I sit down and I watch it. And then I'm like, I don't care. Who are you? What's this product? It's over. <laughs> Who's and drinking I, Pepsi where? I just I just don't care. And this film is like there nobody. I mean, it's true. Film's dead. Like nobody is trying to make an actual movie here. They're just trying to make a series of small sketches that like feature <laughs> enough people yeah. for sure enough periods of time and moves fast enough and shows yeah. you some explosion and you're satisfied because like you couldn't pay attention for 10 minutes so we <laughs> gave you two and a half hours of three minute gags well, yep. it's two hours yep. and 45 minutes uh. <laughs> 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 and that's why like just if you're doing sketches just let you know Jordan Peele play Obama and just roll right, with it be yeah. what it is oh man do do a super sketch movie get the kids in the hall in here oh why the hell not dude get the get whole the, cast of get, Saturday Night Live a Kentucky Fried, uh, oh, uh, Kentucky Transform- Fried movie, a Kentucky Fried Transformers movie. <laughs> I'm into right. that. Why not? Dude? It's racist enough. Sure. Oh yeah, you're right. That movie is racist too. <laughs> Man, you know what? It's a shame that he passed away because you know who would have been great in these movies? Fucking Leslie Nielsen. Sure. There's your oh, president. Yeah. He was the president yep. of those shitty ass scary movie uh, sequels. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um. So Phil Hartman. <laughs> You could be sec deaf. Sec That's deaf, not a man. real thing. Sec deaf, man. Get they, the sec deaf in here. They say that in this movie. Get I the know. sec deaf. Yeah, Robert McNamara portrayed by Phil Hartman. So Shia LaBeouf <laughs> gets some like information, and and at this point, uh, 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 Sentinel Prime's still good. He goes to um, the the secret facility where all the nest, what we call it. Uh, oh right, w- and he invites his girlfriend, and Frenzy McDormand has a good the good point, which is like. 
you don't get like a plus one to like <laughs> national security clearance. Like, yes, you know what robots are, but this lady's just not invited. Yeah, but then Do Hamill says, uh, I can vouch for her. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It, Do Hamill will vi- vouch for anybody in anything. <laughs> Stop. You don't get to vouch for anybody anymore. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's like she makes like this whole thing, you know, this whole stink about like, you know, him being here, her being there. And I feel like. Part of me, though, with this Shia LaBeouf character, like he's been involved in two of these global ass events. Sure, like, he would be in the inner sanctum anyway. Yeah, why he not? Just, that's what's stupid about the whole premise for this movie is like well, the premise of the first act is like to keep him away from everything for some reason, right? Because that, like you would... should have just killed him, <laughs> or or yeah, right? dude, fucking just two in the back of the head, exactly, guaranteed, right? Michael some... Clayton him like fucking just put some fucking shit between his toes and then he gets a heart ah. attack. Uh oh, oh yeah, or, or I should say Antonin Scalia. What happened oh, to him? Yeah. Oh yeah, and we all know I've what happened saying, there. Exhume the body. We have to find out what happens. I don't care dig if the it widow Scalia is crying. D- no, yeah, fucking dig it up, dude. Info pickle dot farts. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, man. Get that pickle. <laughs> so um, we find out that oh man, uh, basically the the Decepticons wanted everyone to uh, take Sentinel Prime off because they wanted to bring him back because he's got this cool thing that's going to bring Cybertron back. Um, so. Uh, what do you call it? There's a big uh, standoff where we find out the Sentinel Prime is bad. Ironhide, who's been like kind of a a, sent, uh, a, a big Autobot character, gets killed. And right before it, it's my it's the most tr- telling thing about what it's like to live on the world with Autobots. Is like <laughs> Ironhide's fighting these robots. He kills one. The robot is dead, and then he kicks it into a small business, and it explodes. Yes, <laughs> it's like, That's right. It's like it's like a it's like a whatever. It's like it's a, a dry cleaner or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's a small business. It's 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 an American trying to make a living, and he's just like, "Oh, kill this robot now! You're fucking gonna blow that shit up." And I'm like, "What? Why did you do that? Why would you kick this ro- this huge <laughs> robot corpse into a tiny business? <laughs> corpse? It, it didn't pose yeah. a threat anymore. Yep, it's." Fucked up, and I'm I'm glad Ironhide gets murdered. He gets murdered by Nemo, and Nemo's like, Bah, and he kills like, him. Oh yeah, now and shoots I'm him right in the head. It's yeah. fucking great. That's there's a lot of Transformer headshots in this yep. movie. A lot of fucking getting him right up at the bottom of the chin. All of that shit. So it's pretty cool. At least it's going for it. Yeah. The other ones were ho- they're holding back. No, they're throwing people out windows in this one. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're doing it. Like, and that's. That's what you need to hold my attention, which is what's frustrating, though, because this this movie's a little bit of a conundrum franchise-wise. I mean, movie-wise, it's a bad movie, but like in the world of the, the or the the contained unit of the Transformers franchise, it's the best at what I want out of these things, which is like insane robot on robot violence, and then also like robots killing people. Mm-hmm. But it's got the dumbest, most bloated story of it's, them all. But that's, it's the yeah. longest of all of them. So that's yeah. the problem. Like the length. So well, far. That's the f- part oh, four is 245. Wait, isn't this 245? No, this so is 236. 235. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yep. Anyway. So strap in for next week, Big Daddy. So <laughs> uh, the, the Decepticons, uh, now that uh, uh, Sentinel Prime is one of them, Take over the world. Uh, they also like trick the Autobots. They're like, "All right, guys, you get into this big dumb spaceship for no reason and leave the Earth." They're getting excommunicated from the planet, right? They and they, they get deported. And, and they they bring... say they were deported. <laughs> oh, do they really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I missed that. They bring all these other Decepticons, right? They bring them all. Like yeah. they create a teleportation device on yes. the mall, on the Washington Mall. You get that scene of like, so Megatron, who we're what. 
90 minutes into this film now. <laughs> At yeah. least. So this episode's halfway over. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're ending this episode right now. <laughs> Just, that's it. That's it. Anyways, we see, we get a scene of Megatron like being like, you know what? I'm gonna get my own Tim Roth in uh, in in Planet of the Apes, Tim Burns Planet yeah. of the Apes moment, and he like shoots, he destroys the Lincoln Monument, and then sits oh, in right. the chair. Oh, oh yeah, man. oh that sucks. Seriously, do we have to see? We I we have to suffer through Lincoln being shot twice. <laughs> Pretty much because that statue gets shot right in the fucking head. I would love to like that transform. That statue was a transformer. Lincoln's soul was put into that. Oh. It was like a steampunk transformer. <laughs> oh my god! And it gets up and he it catches fights. the bullet. He's yeah. like, "Not today." <laughs> what if all of the monuments in America were transformers? That would be what awesome. a great, great idea. idea. What a great, great, great idea. Mount Rushmore yep. gets up. It's Fucking all four of them. Bob's all four heads. Bob's <laughs> big <laughs> Grimace. Oh, every fucking thing, dude. Sure, why not? If there's a statue, it's alive. Oh, <laughs> fu- dude, those fucking Confederate statues that feel so bitter because they were tossed aside. <laughs> Confederate robot army. Oh, those loser statues. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Voiced by the entire Blue Comedy Comedy. Uh, Blue Collar oh, Comedy. I there it is. Totally. Like fucking get hey, cool, I'm a statue. <laughs> oh, shit, get her done, slavery. <laughs> if you lose a war... <laughs> Maybe you don't deserve a statue. <laughs> what's what's so fucked up about Megatron in this movie? So this at the end of the last movie, Megatron's like, "This isn't over, fuck face," and yeah. like flies off. And Hugo Weaving was like, "Oh, but that bathroom, though." <laughs> so then, like, his house is made of bathrooms at this point. Yeah. <laughs> there are no bedrooms. Dude, it I is think about just that. Bath- it's awesome. You can piss anywhere. <laughs> Hugo Weaving can fucking piss or sleep because he's in all those sleep. Hobbit movies too. All those bathrooms were made, absolutely. Yeah. And so th- this that's is a kitchen just- challenge. <laughs> <laughs> he's been hiding in Africa. There's a great thing where he yells at elephants, which is fucking funny. He says all hell Megatron to elephants, I'm like fuck you. These elephants are just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked. It's that's awesome. a great elephant. Yeah, well, oh, thank you. Elephanted. But so, so in this movie though, he's got this like hood cape thing. He looks like Doctor Doom. <laughs> well, he comes make... over from the set of Les Misérables, <laughs> <laughs> well, wearing they... his burlap sack cape. Oh man, fucking a hooded Megatron just singing in a coffin. <laughs> they even. <laughs> I dream a dream. <laughs> But Optimus comes at night. Oh, man. Can you imagine Megatron dressed in a a gown accepting her award for Best Supporting Actress? I would love it. Uh, That would be great. You know, there's not enough cartoons accepting Academy Awards these days. (laughs) Um... Whatever we kind of like, basically we wind up going to Chicago, right? Because like sure. a lot of shit oh, yeah. happens. We go to Trump Tower. We we say, we start saying Trump Tower an awful lot, lot of, left lot and right. Lot. Makes me wonder if someone had money in this. We say it at least three. T- I, I counted three times. It's definitely three or four times at least. Yes. The only more egregious product placement is uh, there is a shot during what I assume we won't talk too long about because just the third act of any of these movies. It's just a bunch a of, fu- of fussing and a few. Fu- and, and they cut from like a building is t- tipping over and then they cut to a perfect product shot of Bushmills. Oh yeah, the and a little shot. a little shot glass like rattles off the yep. table. I'm like, why'd we why'd we go there? You, we introduced some new Transformers in this movie, some new mm-hmm. Autobots, which is the most uh, up to that as the 
the worst product placement. They're stock cars. And one of them is a Target stock car. I didn't even see the, that. He's got oh the Target God. symbol. He's like, let's buy Target, everybody. Oh, that's fucked up. One of up. those like, us, what, those weird Scottish robots we get for no reason. Can we talk about those really quickly? Because one of them is like responsible for building the spacecraft that's supposed to uh, 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 deport all of them. Sure. How do you have an obese robot? Because <laughs> <laughs> this thing's walking around. He's got a Scottish accent and a fucking gut to beat the band. And I was like, how do you have a fat robot? Oh, man. That's that, the that was dumbest. Idea. James Doohan it was supposed to be James <laughs> Doohan. <laughs> oh fuck, dude! How many old ass Star Trek actors could you get doing voices of robots? Oh, you get George. De- George Takai would be great at this. Actually, George Takai right. is way too classy to voice a robot. What? Oh my! I will not Autobot. say Energon. <laughs> yeah, don't really no way. Uh, I will not be in this movie. What with your hilarious use of Gaylord. (laughs) Gaylord, and I don't like how you treated that Japanese employer. (laughs) No, thank you. Oh, God, it's outrageous. So we go to Chicago. Um, uh, Sentinel Prime has deployed all of these um, other Decepticons all around the world, it seems, to bring up these little pillars. And the idea is... He's trying to pull a melancholia. Yeah, he's he's (laughs) he's going to... Bring Cybertron into mm, our atmosphere, right? So Which we can charge Optimus it? Prime fucks that dude on a golf course, <laughs> <laughs> and then Kiefer Sutherland Prime commits suicide like a coward. <laughs> Charlotte Gainsbourg Prime starts sinking into the grass. Oh man, that was a pretty good movie. That's that is a great. Wait, I I would argue that that's Lars von Trier's best movie. It's yeah. a really good one. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, but I don't get this whole plan though because like Cybertron is a dead planet. Yeah. So the idea should just be we're going to do something to get all these other robots here. Yeah. And Earth will become Cybertron 2, not merge this dead fucking planet with this other. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know, about? man. I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah, I was taking a nap. They blew it right by me. I don't I, even know. I, at this I, point in the movie, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I guess the idea is like it's a robot planet anyway, so nothing can grow. We just need right. to like kind of and the idea is we're gonna make humans into slave labor. To Sean's point, this whole Chicago sequence is very much the Avengers. Like, I don't know how Marvel didn't get sued here. Like, well, we've got those big dragon ships that look a lot... fucking dragon ships. How come, if you have billions of dollars... Those were from dollars, King Arthur, by the way. <laughs> if you have millions and of dollars to just make this shit, yeah. how come whenever everybody has a million dollars to make a CGI <laughs> thing, it all looks exactly the same? Yeah. I don't understand. I and think it's, it's be- a slush fund. It's a Hollywood slush yeah. fund. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they're just throwing the money and it's like, listen... Andrew, we can make you an original one, or listen, we'll just give you the Transformers ones, we'll turn the fucking spikes the other direction, yep. you're good, we'll fucking make some bathrooms. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly it's right, all dude. all about we're, bathrooms. We're building bathrooms, well, man. That, that's, that's the thing. And to your point, that, that's a really good point, because like... When Tim Burton made a model, it looked like one thing. When, like, you know, John McTiernan made a model, it looked like something else. Like, models look different. You know what I mean? Like, it, they fit the director. Yeah, there was a time yeah. when people had different brains and thought in a different <laughs> way than one of them. Yes, exactly. But, like, now it, it all looks the same. It's, it's all the same fucking computer pack that you're gray, buying. It's gray nonsense. <laughs> yeah. So. We're fighting. Um, uh, Shia LaBeouf's thing comes to nothing. We get a lot of CGI Shia, which looks terrible. Oh, yeah, he's like getting CG- thrown this way and that. The CGI robots look not so great, but the CGI Shia looks absolutely 
awful. This is the and and by I, I think by and large these movies feel like they look good yeah, they for do. what CGI is. Like I, usually I think part, they, they look okay. That's their five years one out. of their selling points is that they're always at the quote unquote cutting edge of CGI. There is one shot in this movie though. It's one of the times where Optimus Prime is in like the hangar or whatever and he like oh I know I remember exactly where it is. It's after because when they wake up Sentinel Prime he kind of like has a freak out and he starts fighting Optimus for two seconds and he's like no Sentinel you're safe you're with Autobots and he's like ah oh, cool and he backs off. There's a shot of Optimus Prime standing up, and like, I don't know if the render didn't go through or what was going on, but it's like, I have to go now. My planet needs me. And you see this robot stand up, and it's like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> it's so terrible. It's, it stands out as a bad shot. It, yeah. It's, it's, this movie was so long that by halfway through, what I knew looked decent. It all fell apart for me. Yeah. Like, I was like, this looks as bad as your worst practical effects right. in any kind of movie. By the end of it, I was like, no, it all looks like garbage. This all yep. looks like shit. Yeah. And also, and also, fucking pick your battle. Like, if one, like, make one great sequence that looks amazing, not 20 on top of each other, like that building sequence that takes up six thirds of the movie. And he, here's my <laughs> other thing, though, with this. I mean, because we have That's an improper tr- fraction. We have we, uh, six thirds. What? Yeah. Uh, we have, we have the, the running gag on the show when there's a useless destruction of cities and whatnot. Yeah. Movies, we have the gag of like, oh, it's 75, 9 11. Yeah. This movie is fucking 278, 9 11. It's, man, like, it's why the most do we have 9/11s to do this? I've ever seen. Put it's so many 9/11s in one movie. Like, put this shit in the desert. Like, I don't need the two. Like, put it I, on the moon. The iconic yes, the moon. The moon. The, we want the moon. Exactly. Like the two iconic buildings from the cover of Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot that's in Chicago are fucking decimated in this thing. Mm. All these Chicago landmarks, the bridges over the Chicago River are decimated. All this shit go to the moon. Just go to the moon. You can fucking bang up whatever you want, man. And that'd be cool. It would look cool. Like, I've seen buildings be destroyed in so many movies. I want to see someone get fucking I'm power tired. slammed on the moon. I'm yep. tired of seeing buildings be destroyed. Why don't you destroy a mountain? Yeah, that's Do something cool. different. Just totally. go for a hike and yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. How about, you know, let's get a volcano involved. Mm-hmm. Why get can't... somebody's fucking face in a moon crater. Let's see what yeah. that looks like. Or oh, you... the face on the moon is because we, like, punched some transformer really hard. Oh, yeah. Or, <laughs> or it's, wait, a is that head. On it's a head of another transformer. Right. Oh, but I think the face is on Mars. The face was the face was on Mars. Oh, maybe like Optimus Prime punches some dude so hard he flies to Mars and <laughs> oh, smashes shit, in dude. and then on the other side of the planet his face comes Whoa, out. dude, get your robot ass to Mars. <laughs> or you said volcano shit. How about these robots go to the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest some Mount St. Helens, baby? That's yeah. cool. Fight Recreational there. Recreational weed. <laughs> Hang out. Oh my God, I'm high as a fucking kite right now. <laughs> God damn you, Megatron. That was some dank shit. <laughs> And Bumblebee just keeps quoting Mallrats. He's like, dude, <laughs> Bumblebee, like, just shut up. Bumblebee, shut up. Man, uh, I'll tell you what. That scene where Bumblebee is about to be executed and a Shia plus, LaBeouf plus, is crying. A plus, plus. I thought it was going to happen, man. Well, because I thought that robot was going to pull the trigger. Albert Einstein gets his fucking head blown off. Clear it's like, off. And it's kind of hilarious. It's like him and Bumblebee and like some other fucking evil robots like, we're going to die now. And he's like, Bumblebee, I don't think we're going to get out of this. And his head explodes. And I'm like, oh, Bumblebee, you're fucked. It's crazy. And like Bumblebee's playing some audio because all he does is like remix shit, yeah. right? And he's just like, you know, I'll always be your friend. I'm I'm going to miss you. E.T. fucking phone home. And I was like, this robot's brains are going 
all over Shia LaBeouf's sweaty face. But he gets saved, and who cares? So, so um, the movie's over, right? Well, th- th- here's the ending. So basically, um, Sentinel Prime and Optimus are fighting each other, and Megatron, who's just done nothing this entire movie, and uh, Shia LaBeouf's girlfriend, who's done nothing this entire movie. He's like sitting in an alleyway drunk, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he yeah, he's, upon he's, him. He's, He's fucking drinking his sorrows away, She basically, away, like, says, hey, you're gay. And he's like, what? And then she basically <laughs> says, like, oh, if you let Sentinel Prime win, he's going to be the master and you're going to be his bitch. And he's yep. like, wait, what? And he gets okay, up. Help me up. Help me up. Help me up. <laughs> so he goes over and, like, uh, Optimus is about to kill. Uh, I'm sorry. Sentinel is about to kill Optimus, which, would, which has been Megatron's goal this entire time. Right. And this is where we need to, we need to pause everything because this is where two iconic franchises clash into this shitty franchise mm-hmm. and it's awful because this it's like is one of those like donut it's like one of those hamburgers that are made out of twinkies and you're like well that's just <laughs> oh. disgusting yeah and don't then, it's like those fucking donut cheeseburgers <laughs> yes exactly yeah. a turducken <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's indeed a turducken man because this is where leonard nimoy voice, voicing this robot says the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few optimus prime and i fucking threw up everywhere sure and then so he raises the sword above his head he's got like sword arms or something this sure sentinel prime does and he raises it up and he goes there can only be one and he's about to fucking decapitate this thing cut to me looking at the tribune Michael Bay wanted Sean Connery to voice this. So then you've got this oh Highlander reference God. that got left in the movie, it's even though so what? Spock is voicing this shit. And so stupid. Oh, my well, God. So much of this screenplay is, because, I mean, like, the words let's roll happen twice, like two different characters. Like, let's roll is obviously the fun, famous 9-11 quote where, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it happens in the last movie, too. And, like, my, Michael Bay really likes it because it's, like, very militaristic. Like, let's roll. But like one of the military guys says it, and then another Autobot, like four minutes later. Right, but he's talking about actual wheels. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, have you ever written an email for too long and you like repeat shit? You erase stuff and then you copy and paste, and then you're like, oh shit, I put that part twice. That's what this screenplay is. Yes, you're totally right, Steve. And at that point, when you realize the the fucking email is that foobar, you have to just delete the entire thing and start over. Exactly. Because this this email is fucking fakakta and you can't do anything about it and you should definitely not hit send and make it a major motion picture. Even more so. So like um, Megatron comes in, he stops and kills uh, uh, Sentinel Prime or maybe he stops Sentinel Prime and then Optimus Prime kills him and then he goes, to, uh, Megatron's like, yo dude, I want to make a truce with you and like we'll make it all good. That was the original ending of the movie. In in the novelization, that's what happens. Oh basically no! Like, oh, you a read novelization, it? No, y'all. I didn't. Wikipedia <laughs> says this, but it, uh, and I believe it. Um, basically, <laughs> Megatron goes off to Cybertron and starts a new colony. Uh, what you would call Optimus Prime start, stays on Earth, and that's what that is. And, and let's the, let's just do it. That's logical. But it came out too early, and Michael Bay was like, "Oh, it ruined the movie. The spoilers." So he makes this thing where he executes Mega. Like Megatron's like. Prime goes off. Oh, yeah, dude. He's like, you fucking... This is for all your crimes. You need to be executed. It's like... Our Schindler's List. Uh, uh, all right, like that's, Ray that's Fiennes is being hung at the end. No, yeah. no, it's even like oh, oh, no. So the, in the, for, in the, the fourth end. list, the main character is Optimus Prime. No, the, the, at the end of Schindler's List is you know it's it's Liam Neeson saying, oh, I want, I could have done more. This watch could have done this, and this this this, this jacket could have saved this many people. But then the script came out, and Spielberg was like, well, no, that uh, we have to change the ending. So uh, Schindler Spoilers. gets his head blown off yeah. at the end by no, a Nazi. No, no, sure, why not? Yeah. 
but Hitler we, wins in this one. <laughs> exactly. Like, Talk about revisionist history. Because like that's that's the level of change we're talking about. Like then yeah. this movie means nothing. If you could change the ending to that degree, yeah. yeah. Then nothing means nothing. Well, because yeah, nobody, there's been no, there's been no map. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't matter this where is, we wind honestly, up. Honestly, this is barely a movie. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's a two hundred and sixty million dollar barely Yet, a movie. Somehow, I think it's better than the first two. <laughs> <laughs> if the ending could either be, oh, the main character, the main character and the antagonist become friends and start two different colonies, or one destroys another's <laughs> head. Either both, yeah, either way. Yeah, take your pick. It's also <laughs> fucked up because Megatron spends most of this movie having like little spider robots eating his head, which is gross. I was like, is this robot rotting? Yeah, I don't know. What is going on here? Also, fuck you. Hugo Weaving's out of a job now. Uh, yeah, exactly. How dare cool. you? But I, when a, these robots die and come back all the time, they're just fucking robots. That's is Hugo is. Weaving back, though, in the next movie? No, he's actually... Megatron is, but he's pl- he's back in the King Arthur movie that's coming out. Yeah, he's played by Frank Welker. No, they, they were like, "Yo, Frank, Welker Whoa. finally got it, baby." He got in. They're like, "Yo, Frank, the, yo, Frank, we got fucking- seventeen voices for you to do." <laughs> <laughs> The 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 film sort of like from that point we sort of get you know he Optimus Prime has just destroyed both of the baddies yeah and we kind of go around and pretty quickly it gets to my favorite part of the film. <laughs> Which is the credits roll. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, you. so satisfied. Yep. I'm so happy to see words on the screen. But that's what's, it's actually, it's oh, kind of funny. Oh, you can finally funny. read. That's really, that's uh, really enlightening. Even after two and a half hours, though, and I was, I was ready to check out after like 30 minutes. Yeah. The ending is kind of abrupt because we're, we're on a bridge, you know, that's, that looks over the Chicago River. And what's it's like, of it. yeah, seriously. And, and, and like Shia LaBeouf's like, oh, fuck. Optimus, you did what? Credits, Linkin Park song. <laughs> Call like, me Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> it's outrageous, though, because there's no... I mean, like, we haven't talked about a ton of this movie, which is totally fine by me, but, like, yeah. hit Sam Witwicky's parents just fart right out of this movie. There's a thing where Sam Witwicky murders McDreamy. That's yeah. just fucking oh, whatever. Right, yeah. Who could care? A movie's got a problem where when the credits roll, I'm like, well, what the fuck happened to Kevin Dunn? <laughs> Like, come on, where's Kevin Dunn at? He's if like, you're going to go for two hours and 36 minutes, wrap it all up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tie it all up. How at are, this yeah, point, that's honestly. That's a great point. How do you have two hours and 36 minutes longer than any movie I may have ever seen? <laughs> and you don't wrap up all the plot lines. <laughs> it's fucking outrageously stupid. The last shot is because they f- they realized they forgot about uh, John Turturro and Francis McDormand entirely. Like, yeah. So there's like a stinger scene where like he like kisses her like he's in a wheelchair because some shit happens <laughs> and like it's like the last shot is like an, an outtake of like him like talking smack to Michael Bay he talks right to the camera i don't it's it's ridiculous because he's just like is that good john yeah and he's looking right at the camera and i'm like who the fuck is john what are you talking about Totoro? what is happening are you talking to yourself in a monitor that you can <laughs> see or what? It's you know what? Who cares? It's just fucking nonsense. No, I care because you're spending over two hundred million dollars on a movie 
don't have an actor break the fourth fucking wall. Well, they don't give a shit, man. There are great movies in time, right, and where the last scene, you're like, is that person levitating? Is that thing bending? Did I just realize that person oh, did was that dead the fall? whole time? And in at the end of Transformers 3, they make an interesting creative decision to uh-huh. look at the audience and call them all John. Oh. And 12% of the audience is like, that's me. Oh, oh fuck, I hated this movie, but they talked to me at the end. <laughs> Many many of film studies thesis papers have been written about this moment in cinema history. Would anybody recommend this movie? No, but I agree with Eric that this is probably the best of the three that we've seen mm-hmm. so far in terms of A, the deepest cast, B, we're killing people by Autobots yeah. and Decepticons, which I enjoy, <laughs> but it's it's the longest, so it's just a no. Having Having very little memory of the first film that I saw 10 years ago <laughs> uh, and having just watched this one and that being my only basis I have to disagree with everything you said this has to be the worst one <laughs> <laughs> fair enough you might be right yeah, I mean exact same as Steve that's my answer oh man talk about short form <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah no it's trash uh, I think it's it's the most it's the biggest missed opportunity in the franchise, is what I think it is, which I think ultimately makes it the worst one we've we've discussed. Interesting so far, you know, because it's it's a cool thing, like that whole plot of like we're killing people and yeah, this that and the other thing. The like, moon, my god, the moon! How do you forget the moon? Never forget the moon. You gotta tie that. You gotta go back to the moon and end the story of the moon. Buzz yes. Aldrin needs to kick Megatron in the fucking dick, and that's the end of your movie. <laughs> and then uh, I'm just like, no, I respect that man. <laughs> That's Transformers colon Dark of the Moon, directed by Michael Bay. If you want more WHM, check out whmpodcast.com or find us over at the HeadGum page. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at WHM Podcast. And, of course, right into that mailbag, man. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Rate and review the show wherever you get it. We would greatly appreciate it. And I'll say in the air right now, there's been a little bit of technical confusion going on, and we have to apologize for it. Listen... We changed distribution platforms, Uh, so unfortunately we are no longer uh, featured on Spotify. If you listen to us there, sorry about that. And if you ever bought our old app, uh, that has been discontinued, unfortunately. The old Libsyn app. Uh, We're not on Libsyn anymore. We're we're happy to be on Art19, so subscribe in the various other ways to check out podcasts on the internet. There's all sorts of podcatchers out there. Oh, you can catch your pod all sorts of ways. Stitcher's on there. We are are still on Stitcher, so that's that's one way, but iTunes, Android stores, all that stuff, we're still there. So sorry to the folks who use Spotify uh, and the Libsyn app, but we're over on Art19 now. We're happy to be there. Uh, change is good, you guys. Change is good. Sean, uh, uh, where can people catch you? Uh, what's what, what? What do you got going on? You're oh. you're so fucking busy is the problem. That's what oh. we, we have you on once a year. You're so yeah. busy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, I I think the, the the best thing to talk about is that uh, uh, Andrew and I work at a place called the Jacob Burns Film Center, which is a art house theater, a nonprofit place where you help uh, also teach folks how to make films. And I run a program called Creative Culture that uh, helps folks uh, build out in a in a kind of community with their peers uh helps emerging professionals lift up short films and produce short films and we help get those things into festivals and try to help launch their careers and so if you are a filmmaker who is close enough or at one point in your life winds up close enough uh to uh westchester county which is just above new york city uh and you're looking to get a film off the ground and work with a good community uh you should apply for that so just look up a uh, creative culture at the jacob burns film center and uh 
the applications are due on July 1st. So Ooh. if you're like super into this, uh, yeah. get going now because I believe this is this episode's coming out uh, towards the end of June. So you Late might have, June, yeah. You'll have like a week and a half to get that app in. Uh, and you should because it's a really good program. It's a really awesome organization. I mean, we, we've had folks like, you know, screen their work at Sundance. Yeah. We've um, got Vimeo staff Nifty. picks. Yeah, yeah. Fellows from Sundance. I mean, honestly, it's a community that's pretty hot out the gate. And so uh, it's competitive. But guess what? If you get in, uh, you're going to... You're going to do well. And uh, Vimeo.com slash Private Cabin to check out our first feature, We Are Strangers. And you can also peep the trailer for our new film, Outer Spaces, uh, which will be hopefully hitting some festivals uh, later in this year in early 2018. Uh, Next week on the program... Oh, no. (laughs) Steve Zadak cowered in the corner. This fucking Transformers-a-thon continues. And let me tell you something. I think, guys, let me me do this, I I feel, if you're cool with it. Because people are going to be like, my God, these fucking Transformers for SB 2017. What are we doing? There's also some other stuff going on. So let's just say, maybe tease a little bit of a a certain Marvel movie we're going to be talking about. We might be talking about a certain uh, Web Devenger later on in the movie. Yeah, and and maybe the, the... Third appearance of him in a motion picture. Spider-Man Three. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Not soon, but it, soon. It'll enough. it'll happen. There it is. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, next week we are continuing the Transformers-a-thon with the fourth one. And hey, bro, Mark Wahlberg's coming to the franchise, baby. Oh shit, Get, the socks. Getting some Wahlbergers there. Oh shit. So until next week, when the Transformers-a-thon continues, I'm Andrew Jupin, Steven Sadek, Eric Siska, and Sean Weiner. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.